You don't have to be a rocket scientist to connect the dots here and see where this is going. They are going to intrude in families. It's going to get much worse. It has already started. Unless and until people put their foot down, it's going to get really, really ugly. When you first research this issue, the only things that come up are affirm your child. This is a really significant issue that your child has now fallen into. This is evil. This is absolute evil that is coming at our kids. And if our faith community is not going to stand between that evil and our children, I don't know what hope we have. There's absolutely no way that we could have gotten from 2015 to 2018, where we had transgender everywhere, okay? It took them almost 15 years to get gay marriage. Well, it took them three to five years to get this transgender stuff. When you stand by and do nothing, then you are essentially saying, I'm okay with the human carnage and the human suffering that is coming from this transgender, gender ideological agenda. This is something that is affecting families in possibly every congregation in America. The way that the devil and his forces lose this is by speaking truth. God will not hold us guiltless for our cowardice, and that's what it is. It's cowardice in the pulpit. It's cowardice in our churches. It's cowardice from Christians in government. Do what you're doing for the generations to come. Do your job. Get your tickets at dysphoriamovie.com. Hey everybody, welcome back to the intersection of faith, family, and filmmaking. You're listening to Fearless with Mark and Amber, a behind the scenes of our filmmaking ministry, Fearless Features, where we are creating documentary films about the issues impacting our culture and society from a biblical perspective. I'm Amber Archer, and joining me is my husband, author, director, speaker, Mark Archer. So many kind souls in the universe. If you find this podcast helpful, be sure to subscribe and share the show to help us reach more people. You can learn more about us and the movies we're making by visiting fearlessfeatures.org. And the countdown is on. We are 10 days away. Yes, 10 days away from, from our first ever fundraiser event for our ministry. So this is exciting. It's going to be a red carpet premiere. <laughs> oh my god. Don't look gosh. one, honey. <laughs> Well, we're going to debut our newest film, Dysphoria. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yes, yeah, so we're excited. So red carpet from here. September 29th at Life Church, Indiana in Noblesville. Mm-hmm. Oh, Life Church. Did I say Life Church Life in Indiana? Ch- Life Church, Indiana. <laughs> Life Church, Noblesville. Yes. Yes. <laughs> And you have your pretty, pretty dress. Uh huh. Details at dysphoriamovie.com. Hey, baby. <laughs> what oh, are you doing? Oh, <laughs> my gosh. <laughs> I cannot believe you just played Beavis and Butthead. Hey, baby. <laughs> what are you doing? Okay. Well, speaking of Beavis and Butthead, it's funny. Uh, part of that that you used earlier, the pumpkin spice. Mm-hmm. If you guys have not seen this, my nephew sent this to me. And so, Cameron, thank you. <laughs> um, and I just I had to laugh because it's pumpkin spice season. And mm-hmm. my sister and I love pumpkin spice <laughs> as, yes. our, as our daughter does yes. as well. <laughs> so this is a, a, a we're gonna play part of this you have to go and watch this it's a, YouTube, gonna... a youtube channel called meat canyon okay and 
it's hysterical, but it reminds me of Beavis and Butthead. Beavis and Butthead. <laughs> yeah. right? It looks like the the di- the the drive through that they worked at, right? Well, and it's the title of it. It's Pumpkin Spice White Woman Season. And I'm going to leave a link to it in the show notes for you guys. So you can just go to it because it is pretty funny. Well, if you if you grew up with Beavis and Butthead, yes. I'm pretty sure you're going to like this yes. one. So this is just a teaser here of what it is. Welcome to Starbucks. What can we get started for you today? Um, yeah. Is pumpkin spice back on the menu? <laughs> yes, ma'am. Yes, it is. Okay, you're eating. Great. I take a coffee with some of that yummy pumpkin cream cold foam. Mm-hmm. Okay, that will be six twenty-five at the window. Okay, thank you. Hello, here's your coffee. The person in front of you paid for your order, so you're all set. Wow, really? That's so kind of them. So many kind souls in the universe. I'm just so happy the pumpkin spice is back. Yeah, no, it's it's certainly popular. Okay, well, thank you. Yeah, thanks. Bye. All right, have a great day. I don't want to give it all away. I know. But you have to go watch the rest of it. That's fun. It's, it's, it is... <laughs> I think it sounds over 10 million views on YouTube in the last 11 months. Towards the end, it gets to this. Pumpkin spice latte! (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, (laughs) everybody needs a little comedic break in today's day and age. And if this is you. Pumpkin spice latte! Then you need a break, so take a break. Hey, baby. (laughs) What are you doing? (laughs) So... It's your turn. Incidentally, we were on Heidi St. John's podcast and I took, yes. I brought my buttons along. Oh, yes. So we'll put a link to that. We were talking about dysphoria. Mm-hmm. And I had, I got to press a button specifically <laughs> for her. So you have to go and go and watch it <clears throat> or listen to it. I don't know if the video version's out yet. Um, I don't know. I haven't looked yet. Anyway, go ahead. Okay. So back to news and views of the day. News and views. <laughs> Before we get to our another introducing another cast member. Oh yeah, yeah, that too. Uh-huh. So um the here's from the Daily Caller, California School District votes to ban the Pride flag. Mm-hmm. The Temecula Valley Unified School District board voted Tuesday to ban all flags except the US and California state flag from flying at the California district's campuses. Mm-hmm. The controversial ban has angered many who see the move as an attack against the gay pride flag. And when when you see gay pride flag, think communist flag. Exactly. We don't like America. We want the communist flag up. The board, who last month approved a plan to inform parents if their children identified as transgender, said they had not specifically singled out any flag. Uh-huh. Um, well, I'm glad that they... That they made it broad enough to include that flag. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, in, well, and to that, I was just reading an article. I believe it was on Fox News. I'll go and find it. Uh, oh, yeah, here it is. Here it is. It's still on my tabs. Okay. Uh, LGBTQ community felt betrayal at Muslim Council voting to remove pride flags from city buildings. Oh, wait. I have a, I have a sounder for talking about liberals. liberals. Ready? Okay. Let's get retarded. In here, you can't play the original. Ooh. Okay, go ahead. 
Okay, the Michigan City Council voted unanimously to remove pride flags from public property. I am actually glad. I'm not going to read it. I'll leave a link to the in the show notes for you guys to read it if you want to go back through. But I am very glad to see that finally, it, it seems like when everything feels hopeless, mm-hmm. there is some sanity coming back into the world. There are a lot of people waking up to this. <sighs> yeah. Um, yeah. I've got one. Did you see this? video going around this is on infowars but it's a, it it links to a video on twitter mm. um i don't get on twitter child picking cookies over ten thousand dollars cash what no <laughs> <laughs> a video showing a child faced with a choice between cookies and a substantial monetary reward is being highlighted as an example of why children shouldn't be allowed to choose their gender oh my gosh you definitely have to send me that link because i gotta it put is, it in the show notes it is really funny in a video going viral with over 25 million views, oh a, ch- a child is asked to choose between two Oreo cookies or $10,000 cash. Oh, my gosh. As expected, the child opts for the cookies. Of course. The video, posted by entrepreneur Mario LaFall, is captioned, quote, this is why you don't let children choose their gender. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> commentators on social media remarked on how the boy genuinely believed he'd made the correct choice. The video was praised for effectively demonstrating how children generally lack sound judgment, therefore shouldn't be allowed to decide their gender or agree to life-altering genital mutilation surgeries. Um, <laughs> one comment that's so precious but classic. The boy looks at him like he's crazy for even asking. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody else, little boy tapping on the Oreos to make sure his dad knows what he's missing out on. <laughs> oh, that is genius. I got I to gotta see it now. I'll go and look at it. So, well, and, and talking about making choices, there was another article here before we get into um, introducing January Little John. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw this a few, few days ago. Uh, Teachers Union tells educators to destroy evidence of gender identity surveys. That's normal. Mm -hmm. Make it a paper and pencil activity. Why? Because digital records are more more permanent. Mm -hmm. So this is in Colorado. Um, And I believe I got this off of the blaze, it looks like. A Colorado teachers union recently landed in hot water after it encouraged educators to destroy evidence of gender identity questionnaires given to students. Jefferson County Education Association, a teachers union with over 5,300 members. So 5,300 teachers in this community, Mm -hmm. a part of this organization, sent educators an email encouraging them to break the law. The local union affiliated with the Colorado Education Association and the National Education Association instructed teachers to hide any evidence of the student questionnaires regarding gender identity. Quote, if you do a questionnaire, please make it a paper and pencil activity. Any digital records are more permanent and may be requested under federal law. This, this just makes me so sick. We have talked about questionnaires and surveys on this show before mm-hmm. and opt your children out. Yeah. If there are any laws that kids are automatically opted in for, I mean, there are only a handful of required, quote unquote, surveys 
or questionnaires that they even have to take for the state. Otherwise, they should not be given anything. Yeah. And I hate to I don't want to I don't want to paint with a broad brush. No. But what we have seen over and over again and when you so when you listen to January Little John's story here in a little bit. Uh as you also heard from Jeff Younger, as you also heard from Aaron Lee. Mm-hmm. Is that the MO, the modus operandi, to get fancy with you, of the public education system is to lie. Mm -hmm. I'm not accusing everyone in the public education schools uh, system of being deviant, devious liars. But those that are trying to foist this stuff on children... There are no bounds for them. They will lie. They will cheat. They will steal. And why? Because children are not going to question them. That's right. They're they're not going to ask them why am I why am I taking yeah. this survey? And you see what happens if you, as a parent, question them. Do you, you see that? You know the guy, the the father in down there in Loudoun County, Virginia, mm-hmm. who was kicked out, dragged out of the school board meeting. This was a year or two ago. He was dragged out because he confronted the school board. Mm-hmm. Because a student had raped his daughter, yeah, at school. Well, and didn't the? Uh, I'm sorry, I'm, maybe I'm getting ahead of you. I think you, I might know where you're going with it. But I don't know where are you. Going <laughs> uh, well, with I was going to say, uh, wasn't that just the guy that Yunkin pardoned? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, that he had to be pardoned by the governor. Yes, because he was. I mean, and this is this is insanity. This man went in to defend his daughter who had already been attacked and the school board attacked him. They went after him. And so there, and they will, they will do this. They will come after you. So you have to, I think it's just, it's amazing. Almost by the day you watch the absolute denigration mm-hmm. of our society it's nuts. You, you used to be able to. Do you, do you still believe that we have freedom of speech? Do we still? For live? now, we're on this podcast. People are listening. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's that's what I'm going to say. Un- until, you know, we all get cut off. Right. We, I, I, we I wonder at what point they'll come after all the podcasters. I don't know. I mean, I know we've we've caught <laughs> we've, we've already caught some of the censorship. We've caught SoundCloud <laughs> censoring us. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, and I don't know about the rest. It's hard to tell mm-hmm. whether or not you're being censored with your podcast. Hey, it's, but we enjoy all you listeners. If you would yeah, like to leave us a review, we, we appreciate read those. it. And you can leave us a review. You can share the podcast. Like, oh yeah, right. That gets around them. But I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I guess our canary in the coal mine is people like um, <laughs> Joe, Joe Rogan. Yeah. Right. Not that. Not. I'm not comparing us to Joe Rogan. But he's still on. Yeah. And they they went after him hard. Yeah. And he's still on. So. Yeah. <laughs> they usually start at the top and work their way down. Anyway. um, So we're going to talk. We'll hear from January Little John here in a little bit. So let's go to break. And then 
will come back. Okay, sounds like a plan. It's very powerful, very powerful, and and it's well done. It uh, covers a broad range of problems that we have today in the world. I think that it's something that everybody needs to see. I was shocked by CPS being involved, and I was shocked by the secrecy, uh, uh, you know, keeping the secrets from the parents of what the the children are being told and what they're being taught and not being made aware of it and secretly indoctrinating these kids uh, is absolutely shocking. It's absolutely horrible and it needs to stop. I was shocked. A lot of different things are pulling together. I don't think the the expanse of how bad it is, people don't know about. All of the different elements of what's happening in the world today, somehow you pulled it to within two hours and 15 minutes. What stood out against uh, to me is um, I've, I've been watching uh, Klaus, the World uh, Economic Forum, uh, the Great Reset. I see that thing coming like crazy, but I didn't realize the association with dysphoria. And it's important to see that this thing has been in, inculcated into the school system and that it is now in place. It's not coming, it's in place. You think, oh, that can't be going on. And, and the more I watched it, I thought, this is exactly what's going on. Okay, so here we are back. Incidentally, did you know that September 29th is a red carpet premiere? I am pumped. I am really, really excited. Dysphoria. I heard from people who've gotten their tickets Mm -hmm. and we're just we're excited for everybody to come and join us on the red carpet and be there for finally and um an audience yes for you i am really looking forward to just finally playing it i am too it's been (laughs) you get to a point with the film you get it done and then you you at first you want to show it to people to everybody right and we did we had an initial private screening right for our supporters and then you have to kind of wait while you advertise your premiere you yes. know you have to advertise screenings to let people know so you have to wait right and it's been weeks and i am really excited after um our conversation that we had with heidi st john on her podcast and we'll mention it here on ours we are gearing up to take the film uh, on tour mm-hmm. before it gets released you know it's going to be probably six months to a year before it's released like massive, you know, should things change? Because I can tell you things change so drastically in this industry. We should say the plan right now. The plan right now is to take the movie on tour. And if you have a church or there's organizations in your local area that would like to host a screening Mm -hmm. of the mind polluters, we Not will, the mind polluters, dysphoria. Excuse me, I mean dysphoria. <laughs> you can, we can bring them both. Hey, we could do a double feature. Double How's feature that? would be fun. Double feature, and you can have pumpkin spice latte. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> I just get excited about movies. I, you know, I love movies, and I love being able. I love helping communities see what's going on because I, I know what's coming. Like you, you just see it for what it is. Mm-hmm. So send us an email: fearlessfeatures.org. Contact. Yes. So you can contact us if you want to bring the film 
there we'd like to talk to you mm-hmm. so so many kind souls in the universe so let's talk about a kind soul let's talk about january a little, uh, little love january january was so awesome to talk to and she is a licensed mental health counselor and a dedicated wife and mother of three and her family was thrust into the transgender issue when her 13 year old daughter fell victim to the social contagion of transgenderism What was interesting when we talked to her was when she first started researching, Mm -hmm. all she could find was affirm your child. Big shock. Big shocker. And and it's interesting because we had already done a bunch of other research and seen we've seen the shift and all of the you know medical papers and psychological Mm -hmm. papers and researching John Money understand understanding very well how all of this got just flipped on its head mm-hmm. and where no you have to affirm your child this is it, it was sort of like alfred kinsey and children are sexual from birth idea yeah uh just these these false mm, studies yeah if you want well, to call them those well, a big part of the problem as we've talked about before is that as a society i think we i mean the the internet is great but it's made us lazy so we we google everything and mm-hmm. google as a bias company is beyond belief, beyond bias, they censor, they censor the truth mm-hmm. everywhere. I mean, we see that when we, when we research. In fact, there was an article a couple weeks ago that said that Google is getting ready. They announced that they're going to start censoring a bunch of websites that don't agree with their new world order agenda talking points. And so there's going to be. A lot of things that you can't find on Google anymore because they they will not list them. Because honestly, how many, right, you do a Google search and it says, you know, we found three billion results in less than two-tenths of a second. How many, how many pages of results do you usually go through? Mm-hmm. Right. And they know this. They know that you'll maybe go through one, two, maybe three pages, but you're not going to go... 30, 40 pages deep right. to find this stuff. You're mm-hmm. just not. So they they know that and that's how they suppress. So don't trust Google. Use use multiple search engines. Uh, DuckDuckGo is a pretty good one. Although they're what do you starting, have? Brave. Uh, Brave search comes with their browser. Um, yeah, you might consider switching browsers. Brave is one. Dissenter is made by the guy who started Gab. And yeah, Dissenter and Brave, um, they use the Chrome architecture. So all the plugins Mm. for Chrome will work on those. Firefox is, is, uh, is, I use Firefox, but I, uh, they have gotten very biased. I'm a sucker for Safari. I can't help it. I just, I'm lazy. Talk about lazy. I just, yeah, you're, you're the weak link here. Okay. <laughs> hey, but I find what I'm looking for. Let's hear from January. Here we go. How did you get involved in the transgender issue? Well, our daughter at the height of COVID, it was May of 2020, came to us and told us that she was experiencing distress over her sex. The way that she described it was, I don't feel like a girl. And so that was kind of our introduction into gender ideology. We were very naive at the time, had no um, basis of understanding what was happening in terms of a social contagion. 
And that was two years. It's been over two years ago now. Um, my daughter was in a friend group that was really hyper-focused and obsessed uh, with LGBTQ identities, sexual orientations, and three of her friends in the in-person friend group had come out as transgender in three months' time. And so as a mental health professional, I started becoming concerned because statistically, that was impossible based on my clinical understanding of gender dysphoria, which is a, a DSM-5 diagnosis. And, and what is that for people who don't understand? Sure. So gender dysphoria is having a disconnect between your biological sex and how you identify. So it's, it's distress about the sex you were born. Remember, one of the things that we learned as we were doing research is the difference between dysphoria and dysmorphia. Mm -hmm. And we were going to talk about it in the film. We, we started to run out of time. There's, there's about 10 different cuts of the film as you go and do <laughs> yeah. this, right? And as you add things in and then you realize you have to start prioritizing. And uh, anyway, so we'll bring that to you because it was it was a, a big chunk that was unused ta talking about the difference between dysphoria and dysmorphia. And dysmorphia is you don't like your body, that there's... You got, you got yeah, it's uh, any of various psychological disorders whose sufferers believe that their body is wrong or inadequate, such as anorexia, bulimia, and muscle dysmorphia. So right. you what what they see in the mirror is not what is actually what they are. So right. the the anorexics see a an overweight person in the mirror in reality they're frail and skinny is a rail right so we see somebody super skinny they see somebody fat that's, right that's dysmorphia right and they don't like that part of their body and it, so and, and what what they also said in the interview was it can also relate to sexual abuse yes and so they will associate that part or area of their body with that trauma with the abuse mm -hmm. but dysmorphia just means they don't like that it doesn't mean that they want to get rid of it mm -hmm. dysphoria is the mental condition and if you read the the dsm 5 dsm 4 go go back so okay dsm is Diagnostic and Statistical Manual, I think. It's, it's <laughs> sort of the, the, the Bible, if you will, the handbook for the psychological and counseling <laughs> industry. And we're on version five now. Mm -hmm. if you, it's interesting if you go back and read versions one through four. And you can see how something happened. And they started reclassifying a bunch of stuff away from uh, mental disorders to, you know, something not, not as bad and well, it's kind of normal and, you know. Oh, uh, like they just made the eunuchs a new sexual orientation? 
Are you kidding me? No, I'm not kidding you. No, no, no. No, don't. No, it was a part of one of the interviews that we did. And I had to go and look it up. Um, yeah. So. <laughs> so just to see, just, just to show you. And, and here's the thing that always gets me. I think when will we stop with all of this constant? Um, I, Redefining. I, redefining. Because I was, I was going to say research because it's not even that. Because we all like to, I mean, those of us who genuinely like to learn and want to learn the truth about things want to research Hmm. but it seems like and it's apparent to a lot of us that all of this quote-unquote research is all falsified and you just keep making stuff up as you go along it's not factually based it's like i just saw an article i should have i should have printed it out to read it was a school i think in chicago that has decided to ban and delete from their library from their classrooms anything all books written before 2006 i want to say they're 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 banned now why 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 would you do that because you're trying to revise history Mm -hmm. you're trying you know uh and this was promised by by old barry obama right and and big mike they said that uh, Barack is going to, we're going to have to rewrite our history. We're going to have to, you can't rewrite history, right? To them, oh, sure you can. You burn all the old books and write a new version of what happened. That's what the 1619 Project's all about. Mm-hmm. So they are trying to rewrite history. Um, okay. Next section here with January Little John. Here we go. When you first research this issue, the only things that come up are affirm your child. They're, they do not offer a variety of treatment options. And so it took me several months to even fully understand the issue and to know that there were other treatment options because essentially all of the mental health and medical organizations have adopted this activist position of gender affirming care. And once you pull back the layers and the curtain to what that really means, that these are experimental puberty blockers and cross-sex hormones and radical surgeries like double mastectomies, you quickly realize that this is a really significant issue that your child has now fallen into. Well, I reached out to my daughter's math teacher and because both my children had her for algebra. And so I let her know that we were experiencing this struggle as a family, that we were not affirming at home, that we have sought mental health counseling, and that I, I, I believed her new identity, which she had never struggled with before, was directly related to her friend group. And this was all through email, which is the worst form of communication. But it was all I had at the time. And, you know, I was still trusting, as I had years and years before with the incredible teachers that we've been blessed with, that they were on my team, that 
They shared similar values. They wanted what was best for my child, just like I did. And I thought the teacher would come back and say, oh gosh, this is horrible. You know, I thought she was going to be just as horrified as I was that my child all of a sudden was thinking that she was transgender. And she wasn't. And she said, well, if she, she used the pronoun they, if they want to go by that name, we need to tell all their teachers. And so I sat there at my computer. I was like, what, what is happening? I don't, I don't, I don't understand. And so I, again, politely responded. Um, no, I don't, I, I, I'm going to let her do this because if you know anything about kids with ADHD, their thoughts and feelings change all the time and self-advocacy was hard for her. And so my thought process as her parent was, if she wants to do this, then let her be the one to facilitate this. But that should have been a huge red flag for me. I really was thrown by that whole communication. And it turns out that teacher was the LGBTQ advocate on campus. So there you go. Uh Uh-huh. So the one that you think is on your side that's helping you out turns out to be the one who is at the center point of this for the whole school. Mm -hmm. And we're talking in the film about what it means to be an ally or the, you know, uh, LGBTQ ally or advocate, Mm -hmm. which is basically. You're straight, but you want to support the gay LGBT movement. Right. That's the ally. You want to make it a safe space for them. You want to make it love is love. Right. So, and that's usually the person who has the ties to the outside groups that are pushing this agenda in the schools. Mm -hmm. Who's using who here? Right. And so the ally is, and what we found too is that which, which profession in the school is it that tends to have the highest number of allies because they're the best master manipulators? That would be the uh, school counselors, uh-huh. which is even more alarming when you actually see it in your own eyes and hear them in their own words describe themselves. We're talking about the American School School Counselors Association just last year. In their, um, in their conference, their big conference that they put on every year. This is ASCA. Talking about how they're, the school counselors are master manipulators mm-hmm. to go around the laws and circumvent the system. Listen, I'm not, I'm not, and I'm not against school counselors. I'm not sure what they do a lot of times, but <laughs> I'm not against them. If you're, but if you're doing this, I, I stand firmly against you. Mm-hmm. If you see yourself as the inside agent to be the master manipulator and to deceive parents to and deceive parents that that relationship and that bond yes between a parent and a child yes then um, we got a problem yeah and if that's if you're listening to this and that's you yeah we stand against <laughs> Whoa you <unto> you yeah <laughs> what you are doing is wicked mm-hmm. that's just wrong standing between a kid and their parents as a master manipulator no. Okay, so I've got well, one more section here with January to hear a little bit more about her story. 
It was two or three weeks went by and my daughter got into the car and said, Mommy, because I thought even if she asked to be called a different name, I thought it would be treated like a nickname. You know, you know, Johnny wants to go by John. How can a parent stop that from happening? I really didn't recognize my own parental authority at the time. And so she gets in the car and said, Mommy, I asked them to call me this name, but how weird they asked me which restroom I wanted to use. Isn't that funny? What? I didn't see anything funny about it. In fact, I was freaking out because I didn't understand how A plus B was equaling C. And so I immediately contact the guidance counselor and I said, my daughter said you had a meeting with her and you asked her which restroom she wanted to use. I need, I want a phone call. I need a meeting set up immediately. I have major, this is a safety issue. I have major concerns about anyone asking my daughter which bathroom she preferred without me being notified or present at this meeting. How old is she at this point? She's 13. And she didn't understand why I was getting upset. And I just said to her, have you ever had a meeting at school with a teacher, a guidance counselor, administration, when I wasn't there? And she said, no. And I said, and you're telling me you were in the room with three people behind closed doors? I said, I said who were these people? She didn't even know. She had no idea. She couldn't even tell me their names because she's 13. And your child, along with the friends, fell into this. And so how did this, how did this affect your family? What was, what was happening at home? And how did you, how did you know? Is she just, she came to you and told you and. So yeah. So this was the height of COVID. And so mm -hmm. the world was upside down anyway. We were all on lockdown at the time because if you recall, March of 2020, the world shut down. The kids did not go back to school. My daughter has diagnosed ADHD. And so the online learning was disastrous for us. It was disastrous for a lot of people. And the teachers, they were doing the best that they could. No one had, you know, was prepared for children not going back to school. But for kids with ADHD, this was really, really challenging because you're sitting them in front of a screen all day that wasn't good anyway for them. And then you're asking them not to be distracted by other things that are clearly one click away. So that time period was a source of great stress and anxiety for a lot of parents, and we were no exception. The mental health of a lot of children and adolescents deteriorated during that time because it was confusing, it was scary. We really couldn't do the things that we typically did um, in terms of, you know, everything was shut down. So her art class, anything that would give her a healthy outlet for anxiety and stress was no longer available. And so we were really struggling to understand. My daughter had never experienced any distress about her sex leading up into this announcement. And so I was always saying, you know, there were, there were definitely red flags leading up even before COVID because not only were they hyper-focused on sexual orientation, it was all about pride flags and what's your flag and, and all these 
flags have their own colors. And it's, it's really a makeshift identity for kids that are truly struggling to find an identity. And that in itself is not unusual for adolescents to do. That's a very normal part of adolescent development. But then to fall into this, and most of these children, and I say children because they were 11, 12 at the time. My daughter was 13 when she came and told us she was experiencing distress over her gender. But none of them had had any sexual experience. No boyfriends, no holding hands. My daughter's never been kissed. So it was really confusing to me to see why they were so hyper-focused on a sexual orientation when they had zero experience in even romantic relationships. So where do you think that was coming from? Where were they learning these ideas? So what I now know is gender ideology has really permeated every aspect of our culture. The schools, are uh, they do play a big role on this, but even if the school is not overtly teaching this, because many of them are, they have incorporated sexual orientation and gender ideology into their sex ed curriculums, into their social emotional learning curriculums. And it, and it really started under the guise of anti-bullying and non-discrimination policies. And parents, I think we were asleep at the wheel. We had no idea this was happening. I certainly had no idea. But even if the schools aren't overtly teaching this, the kids are getting it from social media platforms. A lot of these kids were introduced to gender ideology through forums like Discord, Reddit, TikTok. Um, DeviantArt is a big one. A lot of the cosplay industries have a lot of transgender ideology woven into it. And this friend group even called themselves furries initially. And so there were all these red flags. So, you know, looking back, I should have known. I should have followed my gut. But at the time, because she has ADHD and because she struggles socially anyway, I was grateful that she had found a friend group that accepted her mm -hmm. and was quirky like her. And it seemed harmless in the beginning, but that quickly changed. So if you want to take notes, if you've got uh, kids that are of this age that you think might be being influenced by this, Reddit, mm -hmm. Discord, uh, TikTok is a big one. DeviantArt. DeviantArt is another big one. These are, these are online chat forums where they get groomed. Mm -hmm. And um, a lot of people don't understand what cosplay is. You, you want to explain the cosplay universe? Well, it's, just, it's, it's adults dressing up as cartoon characters, basically. Yeah. And it's not insignificant. This is a this is a huge industry, and mm -hmm. they do these. Um, a lot of times, it's in conjunction with like Comic Con, mm -hmm. right? So at a convention center, and it's a convent, you know, a comic book and superhero kind of thing, and we all dress up. 
And, and, and we're not saying that all of these things, all comic books, all, no, no, they're not all bad. No, listen, I would love to have a stormtrooper costume myself <laughs> and wear it around. <laughs> or Boba Fett. It's not necessarily bad. List. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So <laughs> it's not that the, it's not that it's a it necessarily a bad outlet. No, but there are these there are these um animated comic book it's it, anime. Anime. Yeah. And what's interesting about anime is they're um, they're interchangeable. Yeah, they, they change from one sex to the other in these things, yeah. and they're you know it's not, and it is deviant on a lot of levels. Oh yeah, if you, I mean, just if if you're you know if you you want to see, just go and go to deviantart.com and just look at some of the stuff and look at and they have all these categories of things that you can look at, and it's basically where people post this you know, all their artwork mm -hmm. and these various themes and some of it is deviant. Mm -hmm. There's, there's uh straight up porn on a lot of these. So, um, and it's not, like I said, it's not necessarily that all of these things in and of themselves are bad, but those are the channels that are being mm -hmm. used. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so, and especially in the cosplay universe, it's, it follows that if we're going to play pretend, and then, well, I'm just going to pretend that I'm this character. Well, you're a guy and this character is a female. Well, that's okay. I'm, we're pretending. Mm -hmm. And, but that's, that's where you start down the slippery slope mm -hmm. or vice versa. Well, you're a girl, but you're playing a guy character. Yeah, but that's okay. It's, we're just pretending. But a lot of times they can't, I, I've dealt with people that live in this cosplay that, um, what's the other version of it where they dress up like knights and go out renaissance renaissance fairs mm -hmm. where they they'll dress up like medieval characters and go out and yeah they they live this lifestyle there some some of them can can go in and out of it but some of them it just becomes who they are mm -hmm. so um just things to watch for anyway that's all i have you well, should come to the premiere on September 29th. I'm going to be there. Yeah, Are you going to be there? I will be there. And <laughs> and uh, I'll have uh, a nice nice clothes on instead of jeans and a t-shirt. So, well, it's a whole new day. Well, that's all the time we have for today, friends. Thanks so much for listening through to the end. Be sure to click that subscribe button so you never miss an episode and share this with your family and friends. Until next time, march on saints and be filled with the spirit. Pumpkin spice latte! 